morning, Mendocino County and beyond. You are listening to Wild Oak Living here on KZYXNZ. This is Johanna Wild Oak. I bring you this program every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. It's all about living sustainably in Mendocino County and beyond. And today we are going to uh, resurrect a tradition that uh, uh, Jill Hannum and Actually, Jill Hannum and I think Karen Audubon originally started and that Jill Hannum and I uh, resurrected a couple of years ago. And that's the annual holiday uh, books as book gifting uh, um, books for the holiday. <laughs> I, I don't really have a, a good name for it. But anyway, that's sort of what it's about. Um, and it's a, it's a program where I invite local booksellers um, to talk about, first of all, in general, you know, the the uh, the the, the uh, joys and challenges of selling books locally, of being an independent bookseller um, in the age of, you know, the, the chain bookstores and, and online bookselling. And also we talk about um, the various uh, holiday-related uh, activities bookstores have, uh, in this, and particularly this bookstore that I'm going to tell you about today. And uh, also we're going to then invite you at some point to... Um, to make uh, recommendations that you have, books that you've read that you think would make nice holiday gifts. And my guest today, Christy Olson Day, is going to share uh, a list of recommendations uh, that she and her uh, fellow booksellers at Gallery Books in Mendocino have drawn up. Christy Olson Day is the owner of the of Gallery Books in Mendocino and uh, Bookwinkle's Children's Bookstore. So we're going to talk about books for adults as well as books for children. And uh, welcome, Christy, for joining us on Walk to Wildlife Living today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. It's we we talked uh, a moment ago. It's really interesting because we now do our radio programs via Zoom. And though even though we have uh, you have been on Wild Oak Living several times over the years, this is actually the first time we've sort of met personally. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be able to see you. And I have to admit, like Zoom has become a little bit of a comfort zone for me. <laughs> yes, this feels um, you know I'm I'm less nervous actually about uh, talking to you via Zoom than I would be on the telephone. <laughs> oh great! Yeah, I, I like it. I like it as well because it's almost like being in the same studio together, which of course we can't do now for various reasons. I, even if it weren't for COVID, you know, driving and all of those things aren't aren't really a good idea either. So, uh, welcome, Christy Olson Day, and welcome back. Uh, you thank you for being on before, and thank you for being on today. I know this is a busy season for you. Um, let's start out by telling us a little bit about uh, Gallery Books and Bookwinkles. Uh, bookstore and then we're going to go right into a uh, program to talk about that you're doing every year called uh, book angels and i would love for our listeners to find out more about that and then we'll talk about book recommendations great sounds good well um we're the bookstore on main street in mendocino and uh we've been operating one way or another throughout the whole pandemic i want to make sure that i shout out to our other mendocino county bookstores um before we go any further because we have we have a number of fantastic stores, the bookstore in Fort Bragg, um, the book juggler in Willits, Mendocino Book Company in Ukiah, the Forehead Frog in Wallala, and um, oh, heaven help me if I'm forgetting anybody. I hope I'm not, but um, we're lucky enough to have a number of really great community bookstores in the county. Um, oh, there is another one in Ukiah. I want to say, is it Village Books? Um, yes. Anyway, there are others. There, I'm sure there are others, so I, I just want to, um, you know, Shout out to them. Um, we are, as you mentioned, we're in the midst of our annual Book Angel program right now, um, which serves kids on the coast 
Uh, we've been doing this for, this is the 26th year. So it was started by my predecessor um, here at the bookstore, Tony Mixack. I think probably because his wife is a teacher. And uh, between the two of them, I believe they hatched, they hatched up this scheme, or Tony can call in and correct me if that's not the way it came about. Um, but basically, we partner every year with schools, um, social service agencies, um, you know, CPS, Safe Passage, um, other organizations to, to uh, fill requests for books for children. Um, that, you know, for, for whatever reason, the, the adults, the social workers, teachers, and other adults in their lives think um, might welcome a book. Um, and so they put in requests. Um, we, uh, you know, encourage our customers to buy books for these children, often, you know, specific personalized requests. We commit to filling all of them. And once they are purchased, we uh, get them all prepared, sorted, delivered. Um, and over time, we've developed a system to make sure that if, if somebody at a specific school requested a specific type of book for a specific little second grader, that the correct book gets back to that child. Wow. Um, so it's, a, it's quite an operation, and um, it was a real challenge to adapt it to... COVID, um, yeah. you know, everything's different and um, everything had to be different about this. Um, and we have a lot of requests this year. So it, it's been quite an adventure. Our bookseller, Jeanette Boyer, um, coordinates the program here and she's been doing it for quite a few years. She's, she's an expert. She does the outreach to our partner organizations and um, helps keep it all on track. And she's really been heroic this year. And so is the community. So it's going to work. And so, and, and, and what does that mean for people who want to support it? What's the best way to do that? Well, there's a couple of ways. We are open for a limited amount of in-person browsing. Um, we're being super careful and not letting the store get even close to adjacent to crowded. Um, so only a few <laughs> people at a time. But, the, but you can walk in, look at the display, um, choose a child, you know, they're, they're identified typically just by age and interest and perhaps language if they need a book that not in English. You can choose a child and shop for a book, purchase that book, leave it here, and we take it from there. So, so in-person is a possible, but you can also do it on our website. Um, uh, primarily, there's just a donation page where you can just say, I, I want to give $10 and, and have a child get a book um, or whatever amount you'd like to donate. Um, so that's at gallerybookshop.com. Um, and I think, that, you know, that's that's probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, and that you can do from anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. And is are there any timelines? When should people be doing this? We need to get all the books chosen and, and ready to go by Monday the 7th. Um, we may be able to um, slash have to. Uh, take donations past that date um, because like I said we commit to filling all the requests um, and we you know are on track to getting there at this point <laughs> um, but it's, it's always kind of a nail-biter and particularly this year we had more requests than ever and if, less time to do it we have to wrap up the program earlier this year because our partners need more time to distribute the books um, and of course, fewer people in the store. So it, it's been it's been challenging, um, but I, I think we're going to get there. 
So what, what, what you're looking for, it sounds to me, is like a, a groundswell of people going to your website uh, and gallerybooks.com and, um, and looking for the Book Angel program and picking a book for children. That would be great. <laughs> gallerybookshop.com. I'm sorry, gallerybookshop.com. I always get that wrong. I don't know why. We misprogrammed it in my brain years ago. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it might still redirect you. So maybe you can still find it that way, but gallerybookshop.com. And is it is it on the front page? Is it easy to find? It is. There's a, you know, okay. the, on the, down the left-hand sidebar, Book Angels. Book Angels. So yeah. either either carefully masked, go into the store and pick it pick a, a child and pick a pick a buy a book for that child or go to gallerybookshop.com uh, those would be the two ways if you choose to support the book angel program and of course this is you know an especially important year i think for kids to have books because they're spending so much time at home and they have so much time to read that's right i mean with distance learning and um everything that's been so different i do think books are more important than ever and a good way to sort of get get outside your your little um <laughs> quarantine pod uh and yeah exactly yeah it's it's a way it's a way to connect socially while physically distancing yeah yeah all right so the book angel program and again the website for that is gallerybookshop.com um do you know if there are, if other bookstores around the county have similar programs or is this fairly unique for our county um i think uh you know I, I don't know the answer to that for our county i know there are okay. other bookstores that do uh things like this um mm -hmm. i think that ours is in some ways a little bigger and more um intensive in terms of outreach than than many um but uh, and you know there's certainly there are other giving trees the mendocino coast children's fund uh does a, a giving tree program that i think is uh, happening this year in spite of everything um, and so at other stores I think other bookstores often participate in those types of programs even if they don't administer one themselves I'm glad you mentioned the Mendocino Coast Children's Fund because you know I want it's it's a good opportunity to talk in general about the fact that that um, every, you know a lot of people are struggling right now even people who didn't used to struggle on the holidays are struggling right now so the need uh, of those people who, uh, you know, who lost their jobs, who lost their incomes, or who can't work as much as, as, as they usually do because they have to quarantine um, or stay at home, uh, the need is really great this year. So, so all, all of us who, who still have something to give really, really need to focus uh, and give locally and, and look for opportunity to, to help out. And um, that Book Angel program, the Mendocino Coast Children's Fund, many other uh, charitable organizations inland and on the coast, uh, all over our county, are active. Uh, and uh, the, the, uh, also the uh, Community Foundation of Mendocino has, has funds that, that they use to help people that could use supporting. So there's many, there's many possibilities, North, uh, North Coast Opportunity, many possibilities that we can direct uh, our charitable giving these, uh, during these holidays, not just for the usual end of year giving, but before Christmas, you know, when it makes a difference for people who maybe can't have the kind of Christmas for their family that they usually would have had. Yeah, I should mention um, the Mendocino Coast Children's Fund has been particularly spectacular and helpful, I think, um, in a couple of ways. We, in fact, they have made fabric masks available to the community. Mm -hmm. We have a supply of those here, little three packs of plain fabric masks available to families or anybody who needs them. 
um, and they're just free and available to, for pickup. Um, the Children's Fund also helped make books available to students early on in the shutdown, back in April and May. Um, we filled some big grab bag orders for the schools uh, fulfilled by or um, funded by the Children's Fund. They partnered with Rotary to get um, book gift certificates to children earlier this year. Um, and, the, and you know, there's some, there's too many to mention, but they really have been spectacular. They also believe, will accept, um, they'll take larger donations to the Book Angel program um, if people want to make, um, you know, want to fund it in more ambitious ways and get a tax deduction. So mm -hmm. we, we have, we've partnered with them on booking, Book Angels as well. You can give to the Mendocino Coast Children's Fund, target it to the Book Angel Fund, um, and get a tax deduction in that way. Because when you come in here and just buy a book for someone, it's basically a private gift from one citizen to another um, and not tax deductible. And mccf.info, I believe, is the website for the Mendocino yes. Coast Children's Fund, right? mccf.info. Yeah. Uh, another another good way to support and sustain our community that's what sustainable living is about it's not just about the ecology and the environment it's about taking care of each other and that's one of the things that um, I've tried to give a high priority to during the wild oak living programs this year is people helping people um, so let's talk about uh, a book selling book selling not just during the pandemic I mean you know it wasn't it wasn't like independent book selling selling wasn't a challenge before the pandemic and then the pandemic came along so just to spend a couple of minutes talking about that because you know I I I just my heart goes out to you and all the independent booksellers um, and maybe you could talk a bit about that Sure. Um, I mean, you're right. You mentioned that that independent bookstores have been through a lot. I've definitely come to think of that as part of our strength um, is that we have had to be um, so nimble, resourceful, determined and resilient for decades, for so many decades. And we're also very organized. And, and I think that that has over time has served us well. And, and including in the pandemic, bookstores really are struggling. Um, we have lost a, a lot of them um, this year. Um, but we also are um, uh, getting through it. A lot of us are getting through it. And um, with the usual mix of, you know, creativity, creativity and grit, um, and in, in talking about how independent bookstores are doing, doing during the pandemic, I mean, I, I really want to extend it to independent retail in general, because yes. I, think, I think everything I have to say about independent bookselling applies to our toy stores and, um, you know, uh, plant stores, nurseries, um, hardware stores, clothing stores, everything. Um, Artists, the, galleries. Gallery, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, independent retail. Um Certainly, we're all going kind of through the same thing. Um, we certainly got creative here, uh, especially in the spring when, as I'm sure everybody remembered, remembers the the um, the situation in the health orders were changing so rapidly um, that it really felt like every few days we had to create a new business model and implement it um, <laughs> as quickly yeah. and safely as humanly possible. Um, and uh, a couple other things we did that. Um, that worked pretty well for us that we have stuck with. Um, one is home delivery. There was a while there where um, curbside pickup wasn't even allowed. We were all, independent businesses were always allowed to sell their existing inventory if it could be done safely by like one or two people 
with no exposure to the public. So even in the in the really intense early days of lockdown, you know, you didn't have to let your inventory die on the vine. And retail inventory is um, perishable. It's not as quickly perishable as as uh, groceries, but it, you can't let it sit for a year and then ha- have the value uh, retained. So you have to do something with it. Um, so during those days, we, uh, my son and I, mostly with the help from just a couple of staffers in the early weeks, it was mostly just my son and I because we wanted to keep it to one household, not expose anybody. Um, we were here in the store, doors closed, no curbside pickup. Um, mailing things and doing home delivery. We launched a home delivery program. Um, the parameters of which were determined by our commute. Uh, <laughs> but basically, he said, "Hey, we'll we'll drop your books off anywhere on our way home. We live in Fort Bragg, so we still have a home delivery program um, that is for uh, Mendocino and Fort Bragg and points in between within a mile of the highway, and we still have." Customers, you know, in between, um, who uh, who take us up on that. Um, we also started a grab bag program um, from those early days when the when the rules were that you could sell what you had, um, and we had people who needed books and they wanted to support us, you know. But maybe we had run out of the best selling mystery novel. But if they called or emailed and said, "Well, I really need something to read," and I kind of like. Um, well, I like suspenseful mysteries, but not the gory ones. And, you know, make sure that no children are harmed, um, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is that they like. People have their very specific requests. Oh, yeah, I can sign and, up for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, and then there's the people who are like, give me the scariest book you have or historical fiction or whatever they wanted um, and just set a budget, you know, send me a get I charge me $30 and send me what you can. And we would usually include uh, an advanced reader copy that we get, you know, by the truckload free from publishers. Um, we'd, we'd toss in one, an older one of those for free. Um, and that was really fun. Uh, I, people seem to like it and those are still available. So, you know, if you, if you don't want to come into the store and browse yourself and aren't entirely sure what you want or just want a surprise, they make nice gifts too. So those are a couple of the things that we kind of invented out of desperation, but uh, but found that that's we pretty fantastic. A personally curated gift um, surprise, a book yeah. surprise. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, so so there are ways even for people who are not afraid um, to shop for books online. Um, to shop for books, yeah, online, I guess, in a sense, or by phone, um, without having to go to the big online chains. Yes, that's wonderful. I wanted you to mention also something uh, about uh, audiobooks, because I know you also have a program for audiobooks that um, um, where where if you buy audiobooks, some I think your uh, local bookstores benefit in some way. Yes. um, And this is true. I think probably my colleagues at the other uh, Mendocino County stores, um, it's likely that they are in on this partnership, too. So the, the, the provider is called Libro FM. Libro.fm is their website. And um, basically, when you set up, it's digital audio. It's just like um, the more famous digital audio provider that I, you know, we don't like to mention by name. Uh, (laughs) But the selection and pricing is very, very similar. Um, If you go to their website, when you set up an account, um, you have a chance to say, you know, I, I'd like to, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to be a gallery bookshop customer or a Mendocino book company customer. And, um, and then every time you download a digital audiobook, 
um, you know, we, we are beneficiaries. We get a, a share of, of um, the cost. Uh, it works really well. We also still, of course, you know, we still have a pretty healthy demand for traditional books on CD. I think maybe because people want them for their cars. Uh, so yeah. that's still available. But if you like digital audio, Libro.fm is great. Okay. All right. Um, anything else you want to share about book selling or your store in general before we go on to book recommendations? Um, yeah, I'm probably forgetting something important, but I do, but I, I do <laughs> want to just say that people, I, th I think that, um, you know, we and many independent booksellers have been selling books online for many, many years. I mean, decades. We've, we've been, we've had an online shoppable website for 20 years. Um, and demand and sales through our website have just exploded. And this is true across the independent bookstores, like a thousand percent. Um, uh, doing massive wonderful. amounts more, more yeah. business through our website. But I think that um, for whatever reason, there's still, I think a, a lot of, a lot of shoppers assume that their local independent businesses are not online for shopping from. And so, so again, not just independent bookstores, but um, think of your other beloved independent retail stores. By now in this pandemic, they probably have a shoppable um, website. So go look for them and give it a try. Oh, I'm sorry. My phone's ringing. It Done. happens. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> okay. don't forget your local independent stores um, are probably, probably you can shop online there. And if you're not sure, you know, give them a call and see yeah. what they ha what they have for online programs. I know, for example, some local artists um, have gone online. Uh, some artist studios have gone online. Um, and, and, you know, many, many other stores have now discovered that that's a way to reach not just the big wide Internet, but to reach uh, their customers right here locally. And if you don't know what having. you want, if you don't know what you want and you need that expert help in choosing, you know, give them a call. Um, often, exactly. you know, our, our websites not, might not have all the bells and whistles of recommendations, but give it, you know, g give us a call. Uh, there, you know, there are people in the know at all of these little independent stores and you can call up and say, I need help. Um, what do I want? Or what does my, what, you know, what, what do my family members want? What should I get them for gifts? And, and you'll, you'll get helped. And see the, to me, that's the difference between going to a big, uh, online box store and and shopping locally even online f with a local store is there's a person there that you can talk to who lives in your community and not only will your income will, will the money that you spend stay in your community uh but uh you know but that person that might even be somebody you know so exactly um so, uh, I'd just like to take a moment to let you know that you're listening to Wild Oak Living here on Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, KZYXNC. This is Johanna Wild Oak. My guest today is Christy Olson-Day. She is the proprietor of uh, Gallery Books in Mendocino and Bookwinkle's Children's Bookshop, Bookstore. And, um, and uh, we are talking about... Uh, various things having to do with books and now we're actually going to get to to the to the one of the um, uh, main pieces that we wanted to talk about and that is recommendations for book selling so uh, we probably won't open the phone lines for you know a, a bit because I would like Christy first to get a chance to talk about her book recommendations so we'll probably let's see it's um yeah we'll probably take an, a, another 10 to 15 minutes to do that, right, Christy? That's about, is that about, about the time? Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. 
All right, let's get into it. Um, let's talk about what, what, I mean, I'm sure there are thousands of books that you could recommend, but just do a, a few highlights. And then I, I think you mentioned earlier that if people want the complete list of recommendations, you'd be willing to email it to people so that that also means you don't have to write down all this stuff because I think, Christy, you can send them a list if, you, if they want it, right? Certainly. Um, a lot of my book recommendations come off my reading list from this year, which um, I responded to a challenge from a fellow bookseller uh, back in the spring. I don't know if you guys all remember, but um, there was definitely a, a, a while there where everyone wanted the um, a, a, about five different books about anti-racism. Remember that? It was April or May. Yes. <clears throat> huge, huge demand for a small number of books. And a bookseller friend of mine said, I hope everybody's reading these, for one thing, <laughs> that they're buying. And, um, and also, like, there's so many other great books by, um, you know, authors who are Black, Indigenous, and people of color um, that aren't necessarily all about anti-racism, of course. Just, just there's, there's this whole world of underrepresented authors because publishing and bookselling does tend to be kind of white. And uh, so I had a friend who said, hey, what if we... What if booksellers all read only books by Black, Indigenous, and people of color um, for the next month? And I misunderstood her. I misunderstood her. I thought she said for the rest of the year. And so I actually did that. Um, I stuck with it even when, even when I figured out I had been wrong. So um, my whole reading list for the year has been strictly Black, Indigenous, and people of color. Um, and I have that list. Uh, I can send you the link to that specific list. So many, not all, of my book recommendations come off of that list. Um, mm -hmm. I have some fiction. I have some nonfiction. And um, I was delighted to see that that of these books that I have read this year, I think three of them were ended up on the New York Times Top 10 Books of the Year list. So maybe I'll start with those. Um, okay. The three books that came off my reading list were two novels and one nonfiction that ended up on the New York Times 10 best. Um, one, which is one of the first books I read on this list, was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. So it's a, a novel, a contemporary novel. I guess part of it takes place a um, sort of last generation. Um, and it's about a pair of twin sisters who um, are from a tiny town in the South. And they are um, they are able to pass as white, though the town is um, exclusively um, black Americans. These two young women run away from their tiny town. They run away to the big city, which is New Orleans, and um, when they're 16. And they live there together, trying to have a, a different life outside of this tiny, tiny town. And uh, at one point, one of the sisters abandons her twin, vanishes, and as it turns out, is living as a white woman in California. So the book follows their two lives, um, one living black in the South and one living white in California, and um, traces uh, what happens to them and their families and um, how this secret uh, plays out throughout the rest of their lives. So it covers, um, you know, the course of these two women's lives. And um, it's just, she's such a good author. This is her second novel. The first was also absolutely excellent contemporary novel called The Mothers. Um, really unputdownable and smart. And um, obviously it's about some relevant social issues, but 
ultimately just an incredibly engaging and um, emotionally um, real story. I, I just absolutely loved it. The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. I think that's a great gift for anybody in your family who likes, you know, quality contemporary fiction. Um, it would be a fantastic book club pick. Um, I am going to give that. Most of my family is not in Mendocino County, so I can get away with saying this in public. I'm going to give that to my my, my stepmother. <laughs> Don't nobody tell her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other no, the other novel that was on my list that um, I believe ended up on the um, New York Times ten best is called Homeland Elegies by Ayad Akhtar. He uh, he's a playwright also. He won the Pulitzer Prize for um, his play Disgraced. Um, and this is a, a really, um, it's also, I guess, a novel where sort of the personal meets the political. Um, it's definitely at its heart kind of a father-son story. It's, a, it's semi-autobiographical. So it's about a, um, a, a Muslim American man who's a writer, as, as the actual author is. And, um, and, and it's sort of about what life is like for him after after 9/11 and through throughout the the uh, early part of this century and the in the election of Donald Trump it's sort of about what life is like for him and for his father and his extended family including some people who are back in the middle east um, and uh, really i loved loved this story in a in a completely different way it's kind of cerebral it has a lot of ideas one of the through lines is the character's um, life in academia, um, and he uh, he keeps revisiting this one professor he had who planted all these fascinating ideas in his head. And so, as the reader, you get to to absorb those as well. Ideas kind of about America and how it works. Um, but again, uh, you, you know, I found I couldn't put the book down um, because of how engaged you become in the personal story and the family story. Um, so that's Homeland Elegies. And the third book um, that I believe ended up on the New York Times Top 10 that I actually am still reading um, <laughs> is the new memoir by uh, Barack Obama. Um, mm -hmm. And boy, if, you are a, if you're a policy geek, if you're a politics wonk, um, if you like to read deeply about the details of um, not just politics, but really problem solving and governing and foreign policy in particular, um, really, it's like it's a deep dive into that. You know, I, you remember he tended to be an overthinker and, <laughs> and an over explainer. And um, personally, I find that absolutely delightful to, to sit down and, and um, really get the story of what was happening in some of those pivotal years. Um, so I'm enjoying it, and uh, he's an excellent writer, as I'm sure everybody remembers, was a best-selling author before he got into politics, um, or a published author before he got into politics. His books sold better after he became famous, but they're, <laughs> but they're excellent. And, um, so I really recommend that. Like, if you know anybody who was a fan of the TV show The West Wing, it's like a real-life version of that. He said in an interview with uh, Stephen Colbert, which, by the way, I would highly recommend Stephen Colbert uh, on the on the uh, tonight on the Late Show. 
uh, did a two-part interview with with uh, Barack Obama about his book, The Promised Land, and it's such an enjoyable interview. It'd be a perfect companion to go with the book uh, is to is to watch that interview. Yeah, um, and and he said in that interview, Barack Obama said that before he held his convention speech at the Democratic National Convention, his second book had sold thirteen thousand copies, and after he held the speech, it sold three million. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that worked out well. That was yeah. every author should do that. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing is to give you know authors some exposure. Not that Barack Obama needs that, but but some of the others could use that. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gifting those those books too. I'm giving my brother-in-law the Obama book, and um, Homeland Elegies is going to one of my family members too. I can't remember which one. I have it all written down on my list. But these are all books that I'm personally giving. Um, to people in my family. Oh, Homeland Elegies is going to my dad since it's a father. It's a it's a story about fathers and children. That's a great recommendation for you to say that you're giving these books as gifts because that's yeah. very it's meaning meaningful. Yes. Yeah, they absolutely are. A couple of new um, um, other nonfiction um, that I'm also gifting. Uh, that also can there one, one that also came off my list of uh, books by authors who are Black Indigenous or people of color is a really beautiful, like physically, visually, and and literarily beautiful little book of nature essays called World of Wonders. The author's name um, is Amy <laughs> Nizuku Matatil. Uh, <laughs> World of Wonders is the title, um, and she's a fairly young author, and it's a fairly slim book that she also illustrated, and each essay is um, uh, about uh, an animal or a plant, but it also really kind of tells her life story. They're short essays. She's a poet, um, so in some ways, these little essays are all, almost long prose poems. They're just gorgeous to read um, and she kind of tells her story she she grew up the the you know the daughter of uh, professionals um, but typically in um, a lot in the Midwest and then for a while I think in Texas um, places where you know her perspective in being the child of um, uh, immigrant professionals from Africa uh, certainly is a, a an, you know an interesting perspective to offer, and she kind of threads that through these these nature essays basically, um, and it's so lovely. Uh, you know, if you have anybody on your list who um, is uh, you know a, a fan of nature writing, um, animals, biology, um, it's just it's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, this one is going to my grown niece um because again it, like you know it, the content of books is important but the packages too and this is a particularly beautiful book yeah and then um for children i have a couple of recommendations yes um <laughs> always fun always fun shopping for kids for books is, is great um there's a new little novel that's actually I would almost call it for all ages, but it's certainly pointed at, at relatively young children, like say um, a read aloud, a read aloud for any age. And then for should be read to by children, probably up to about age 10. It's called Skunk and Badger by Amy Timberlake. And it has pictures by John Clausen, who's the Caldecott award-winning um, picture book uh, illustrator. Skunk and Badger. Um, so it's about a badger who lives alone. 
uh, kind of likes it that way. Uh, he's a scientist. He does a lot of rock science. He has a rock room. He does very important rock work. And one day, this incredibly friendly, outgoing, extroverted little skunk shows up on his doorstep um, and announces that he's his new roommate. It turns out the landlady is an auntie to them both and has decided that uh, the skunk's going to live there too. And so it's kind of, a, it's an odd couple story about a badger and a skunk. Um, and it has this, it has that tone of like Winnie the Pooh or the wind in the willows where there's a certain um, formality, uh, but it's um, paired with uh, wittiness and, and just really kind of hilarious scenes. I actually read some of this out loud to my, nearly grown children my daughter is 17 my son is 20 and um we just everyone loves it everyone loves it so it's a great book for children to read all the, uh, themselves but also it would be great for adults to read aloud potentially more than once it's one of those books that you you would could get away with reading more than once and i so, want to offer that with with zoom and facetime and others other apps like that you know, grandparents can read books to their kids via the internet. You don't have to be there in person to read a book to somebody. Yeah, exactly. And this one is adorably illustrated, so it would be particularly fun to read over Zoom. You can show them the pictures. If you can show show the show it via Zoom, or you can both have the same book and read from the same book. Oh, yeah. And then my last one for kids, I'm sending to my. Oh my gosh! I guess he's my great nephew grand nephew um, <laughs> um it's actually a pair of um picture books one of which came out a couple years ago and then a follow-up with just came out recently called west coast wild um this is the first one west coast wild is a nature alphabet so it's technically an alphabet book um beautifully illustrated with watercolor photos and it walks through um you know plants and animals of the pacific coast um, it's, it's, I think, a great gift for, for folks who live in the region, but also folks who don't, um, because, you know, so F is for fish, G is for gray whales, E is for eagles, D is for Dungeness crab, and, um, little poems about each one, or prose poems, really, beautiful, perfect watercolor illustrations, um, and I think that's just perfect for, um, anybody probably starting at about two, uh, and then up to somewhat older children, because it does have some pretty great information about nature. So I think for ages two to five, maybe. And then the follow-up to that book, which is also really fun, um, is called West Coast Wild Babies. So everything I just said about the first book, um, this one has baby animals in it, too. Um, <laughs> so those are by the author is Deborah Hodge and the illustrator Karen um, Resuk. And uh, they're just, they're lovely, per really perfect gifts for um, kids in, within the region and from far away. I think you've just given us, Christy Olson Day from Gallery Books in Mendocino, you've just given us a perfect example about why uh, local independent bookstores and local independent booksellers are so important in our lives because, you know, I mean, you can read reviews online, but it's not the same thing as getting recommendations from a person who's not only read the book herself, you know, but has thought about who could, could I give that to. And I'm sure that anybody who's sort of at a loss as to what books to give for the holidays could, could call you or email you or contact you or come into your store and just ask, you know. My dad likes this kind of thing. What what book could I give my dad? Right? That kind of thing. That's what we do. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're listening to Wild Oak Living. 
And this is Johanna Wildock. My guest is Christy Olson Day. She's the proprietor of Gallery Books and Bookwinkles Children's Bookshop in Mendocino. Um, and uh, Christy, you said earlier that you would send people a list, you know, if, if people didn't take down the names or didn't know how to spell the names. Um, how would people contact you to get a list of your recommendations? Um, you're welcome to get, uh, just drop me an email. Uh, Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E at gallerybookshop.com. If you forget, you can always just email our generic email, which you can find on our website at gallerybookshop.com. But my personal email is christy at gallerybookshop.com. I have the whole list, too, of not just these recommendations, but the rest of my um, my reading this year um, in response to my friend's challenge, uh, which most of these books came off that list. Great. And now we would like to invite uh, our listeners to join us by phone if you'd like to give us a call if you have a recommendation for a book that you've read that you would make a good that you think would make a good gift let's let's focus on books that you think would make a good gift uh it's it's not just oh i read this great book but um you know what what do you think you would make a good gift and maybe even for that for what kind of person in your life if you want to give us a call 707 895-2448 that's 707 895-2448 do we have a call? Nope. Okay. No call. All right. So I'd like to just take this uh, take this moment while we're waiting for a call to let you know you're listening to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Wild Oak, and this program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. here on KZYX, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. It's about sustainable living. If you have some feedback or questions or suggestions for topics, if you're a nonprofit that's doing good things in our community and you would like some help in getting the word out to the community, I love to do those kinds of programs. Uh, send an email to contact at wildoak.org, contact at wildoak.org, and we do have a call. Hello, caller. You're live on Wild Oak Listening. Uh, live on Wild Oak Living. Can you hear me? Yes. Are you there? Okay. Um, my recommendation, it's a darling little book, and a friend of mine wrote it, um, and she's local in Mendocino. It's called Mimi the Cat. Mm-hmm. By it's uh, by Rianti Rand, and it's illustrated by Richard Weiss. Can you repeat the title again? I think we broke up a little bit. Mimi, M I M I, the cat. Mm-hmm. And where is this book available? Do you know? Is it available in local bookstores, or how do would people get it? Um. Well. Golly, I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I I bought it straight from her, but I know she she was selling them in town, and I don't okay. know where she's got them. But um, oh, golly, what? Okay. Well, if you find out, you can send me an email to contact at wildoak.org. And if anybody's interested, they can contact me, contact at wildoak.org, share that information, and I'll share it with others. Or maybe also you can contact Christy if you like. Um, Yeah, we take take requests for local books all the time, sometimes that we already have, sometimes that we track down from their local authors and publishers. So certainly. Oh, Perfect. So actually, Christy is the better person to contact. Christy at gallerybookshop.com. If, if you have that information, you can share it with Christy. Thank you so much for calling in, caller. All right. No more calls right now? 
Yep. Okay. Well, in that case, Christy, do you want to talk about some more books? Or well, the call-in did really did remind me. Um, we we do have. I mean, there's some great local books. A few that have come out during the pandemic that have become our in-store bestsellers. The one I want to mention right now just came out this week and is holiday themed, um, and it's by Doug Nunn, who a lot of people know on the uh, on the coast know is a longtime teacher and um, improv guy. And it's called Jolly Old Elf, and it's a spoof Christmas book. And it's the uh, it's the life and times and artwork of Santa H. Claus. It's very funny. <laughs> it's a satire, and we have it in the story. It just came out, and we are doing a um, a little Zoom author event with Doug this Sunday at four o'clock. A couple others that popped to mind that um, came out during the pandemic and have been popular: Tansy Chapman. Um, has a novel called Rose Gray. I want to make sure I get all of these correct because uh, I didn't have them in the front of my brain when I started talking. Rose Gray by Tansy Chapman, which is a historical novel um, and has been an in-store bestseller. Um, Maureen Epstein came out with a book during the pandemic, a collection of poetry. Um, And so did Karen Lewis. Uh, Karen Lewis's recent poetry releases, Peace Maps, and Maureen's came out earlier in the year, um, and we have both of those. Maureen's is called Horizon Line. We have both of those um, in the store, and among many others. I, I don't want to be leaving out other, you know, uh, local authors. I think all of those would make uh, the great, great gifts for the poetry lover in your life, and um, Doug's book, you know, for anybody who appreciates goofy humor. No offense, Doug, it's goofy. <laughs> so that's a, that's another real advantage and and real gift that local bookstores bring to our local community is is they provide you know a stage for local authors to to get their books out to their readership and also they provide a resource for our community people who can call you and or email you and say you know what what are some recent books by local authors i'd like to read local authors and then you can make some recommendations i think that's that's the kind of thing you only get in a local bookstore that yep and they'll be and they'll vary from from town to town even you know the 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 local books you find over in willits ukiah and even fort bragg will be different from what we have here I know, for example, that the Mendocino Book Company has had for a long time a section uh, of books by local authors so that you can just go there and, and they'll all be in one place. Uh, and, and you can, you know, they, they come in all kinds of, I mean, from children's books to photo, photography books to novels to crime novels. I mean, there's our local authors pr- provide a wide variety of offerings in terms of in terms of writing, I particularly like the ones about local history because that kind of history is probably you know is not the kind of thing that you can read about in other sources usually. So it's absolutely and getting getting that local history into books is you know the, a great way to preserve it. Um, we yeah. try to have all of the local history books in stock um, that are still in print, even even if they don't sell a whole bunch, um, just because it's it's kind of, it's important to have access to those to those ideas. So if you live in a community and you always wanted to find out about the history of your community, you know, give Christy a call or email Christy. She might have a book about, about that particular part of the county and, uh, and, and its history. Um, so I'd like to, uh, we, we are inviting listeners, if you have read a book or maybe if you know of a local author that, that uh, you know, that you've particularly enjoyed or 
some other book recommendation books as gifts for the holidays is what is what we're talking about right now and christy olson dave uh, from gallery bookshop in mendocino and children's bookwinkles bookshop is uh, giving us some recommendations and thoughts on uh, gifts books as gifts for the holiday if you have one to offer us give us a call at 707-895-2448 we've got another um, 10 minutes or so left in the program so we have some time to take a couple of calls if you have something to share um, and also to remind you that uh, Christy has kindly offered to send out uh, a list of her recommendations to anybody who wants to email her. And her email is christy at gallerybookshop.com. And Christy is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we don't have any more calls right now. Uh, and while we wait for more calls... Um, what else would you like to talk about that has to do with books as gifts or anything related to books or local book selling? Oh, gosh. Um, maybe maybe we reiterate the, the Book Angel program for anybody who wasn't with us at the beginning of the program. Sure. Just the quickly. Book Angel program, our annual, uh, our annual book drive for local kids, um, is ongoing only until Monday, December 7th. Mm -hmm. um, if you would like to purchase a book for a local child or make a donation um, for that purpose, you can come into the store, visit the website at gallerybookshop.com or call us 707-937-2665. It ends Monday the 7th. Okay. And we have a call. Hello, call. You're live on Wild Oak Living. Hi. Thanks for the program. I just tuned in and happened to hear uh, that you were talking about local authors, a book that I have bought for myself twice now because I misplaced the first copy and have been buying as gifts for people is Kate Marion Child's book called Secrets of the Oak Woodlands and it's got magnificent illustrations by a friend of mine, Anne McGlinty, of uh, the animal life and, and trees and so forth and it really for this area, it's just, it's, it's like a story. I said, well, it's not like a textbook. It's like a wonderful story of our magnificent Mendocino County and uh, the life around here and the, the natural life. And it's just, a, it's just a magnificent book. And if you haven't read it, then I urge you to get it. It's called Secret, Secrets of the Oak Woodlands by Kate Marion Child. And it's, it's just a fabulous book and it's really beautiful so anyway yes. great gift yes it is and she's been she's been on my program before to talk about the book twice actually i think yeah yeah it's a beautiful book and we have another call hello uh listener you're live on wild Earth living hi thanks for taking my call so um I'm going to need your help on this one, but um, I think a really marvelous local author and a particular book that I'm going to recommend that I'm not remembering the title of, but I'm sure Christy will know. It's, the author is Kathy Teha. Am I saying her name correctly? Tell me more. Um, well, she was a longtime employee of book of, of Oh, um, Taya, Katie Taya, yes, Katie Taya, yeah, yes. So her her book on Mendocino. I know that we yep. are having this major new influx of um, people moving to Mendocino, and that her books 
give amazing uh, background history and photo and photography of of the actual village of Mendocino and surrounds, and um, would be great for anyone who wanted to give a gift to their friends or family, showing where they've landed. I have, she actually has two excellent books of local history. So let me ask. I, I would recommend both. But um, she, her more recent one is called The Eclectic History of Mendocino County. And then she also has written a book in the Images of America series called The Early Mendocino Coast, which is all in sepia and perhaps with a slightly more serious tone, which, which is the one that you uh, particularly are recommending. Um, either are wonderful, but uh, eclectic was what I was think, trying to get the title of my head <laughs> out of my head for. So thank you. Yes. Yeah. And and she has also been on Wild Earth Living to talk about that book. So yeah. Do you have any more calls? Mm, that's it. Thank you. Oh, okay. And thank you so much, caller, for calling in. Okay. Hello, caller. You're live on Wild Earth Living. Good morning. Um. Jumping back to the beginning of the program, uh, when um, she was talking about uh, writers of color, I found two new-to-me writers this year um, that I thought I would recommend, because both have um, several books, and so you can sort of start at the beginning and munch your way through, or decide you don't like them at all. Um, One is Attica Locke, um, L-O-C-K-E. And she's a mystery writer. Her, uh, uh, she's an African-American woman who bases her books in Texas. And I'm really impressed by her characters and uh, the plot development and the fact that it's you know, a whole different perspective on Texas from the, uh, how uh, an African-American sees the interactions there. Uh, from people who are in law enforcement as African-Americans. So there you go on that one. Uh, one of her books is called The Cutting Season. Another is uh, Blackwater Rising. I think she has four now. And then the other person um, is an African-American woman who writes science fiction. And um, her name is N.K., the initials, Jeminson, J-E-M-I-N-S. And she's funny. Um, I just read one called The City We Became, and in which uh, people uh, end up being the personification of different boroughs in Texas, or excuse me, in, in New York City, the five different boroughs in New York City. Um, but she also has several series. She's extremely prolific. And, um, you know, she tells a very compelling story very well if you like science science fiction, science fantasy, sort of mushing between the two categories. So those are my recommendations. Thank you so much for calling in with that. I have to second that. The city we became is on my list as well, and I'm giving it to my nephew. Great. Well, I'd like to give you an opportunity uh, to uh, do a little wrap-up. We only have about two minutes left. I need about another minute to promo next uh, the next program. So if you would like to just offer contact information again and any closing remarks you'd like to make, Christy Olson Day from Gallery Books in Mendocino. 
Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, we are here every day on Main Street in Mendocino from 10.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., 24 hours a day at gallerybookshop.com. You can call us at 937-BOOK. Um, and I also encourage you to visit your other independent bookstores and independent retail throughout the, throughout the county. Yes, and there's there's an independent bookstore in almost every county, uh, and you can shop at, at them in person. And I think a lot of them are online, as is as is Gallery Books, and they can offer not just books that you can buy, but they offer advice and recommendations, and and as we've heard, you know, also access to local authors, uh, uh, lots. And of course, books isn't the only thing most bookstores sell, right? They also sell cards and pens and reading glasses and yes Car <laughs> christmas cards we have lots of beautiful yes. christmas cards mugs calendars you name it yes exactly thank you so much christy olson day for being on the program this morning all the best to you and all your fellow booksellers in mendocino county and beyond and happy holidays and be thank well thank you so much happy holidays to you Okay. Um, I would like to let you know that next, uh, two weeks from today, on December uh, 17th, uh, I'm, is it December 17th? I hope it's December 17th. Thank you, Christy. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to have a special Wild Oak Living program. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mask Up Mendocino, which is an outreach program that North Coast Opportunity has put together. And there are a lot of people working on inspiring projects, many young people, and there's a lot of art involved. It involves distributing masks. There's a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, so many people are doing so much. And I think we can all use some reassuring information and some inspiring information during this season and during this time. So join us two weeks from today uh, for Wild Oak Living on, uh, at, again at 9 o'clock on the Thursday morning to talk about Mask Up Mendocino. And everybody be well, stay safe, and keep the love going. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willetson Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.